Welcome to Classical Baddies. My name is Sophia. I'm Katie. And I'm Yusha. And today we are coming to you from a Zoom call because of technical difficulties. Woo! It's been a rough, it's been a rough day. <laughs> it, yeah. Today we are going to be talking about how we as singers manage stress, especially during this time of school, right around juries. Yes. And why don't we start by answering, what are juries for our non-singer friends out there? Well, there are two different definitions for it, actually, based on where you are. I, I'm sure other schools have different definitions as well. These are just the definitions we have from the schools that we are in. Mm -hmm. what, what were those definitions? <laughs> so at my school, uh, we have a divisional each semester and then at the end of the year, of the school year, uh, we have a jury. And so divisionals, uh, during divisionals, we do two songs or pieces. And then at the end of the year, we do six pieces. And so none of these can repeat. And then total throughout the year, we do 10 pieces. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay, and just kind of like your final exam in voice a lot of the time too. Yeah, it was always treated for us. Yeah, uh, in my previous university and my current university, we do a jury at the end of each semester. Uh, we don't have divisionals currently because we also can't do recitals. So we learn six pieces every semester. And then at the end, you go into a room or currently we're going to be told which pieces the teachers want us to record. We're going to have about 20 to 30 minutes to record them. Uh, whatever pieces they pick and then send them in and they grade us. <laughs> Which can be very stressful. Yes and I know I somehow I think every single one of my juries I stressed myself into being sick almost every single time. <laughs> I never did poorly on one like I think I always got graded fairly well, but it was all, never a good performance by what the standard I would expect for myself would be. I feel that, you know, <laughs> I uh, struggle a lot with anxiety, especially around performing, and especially mm -hmm. when it's a jury and you're staring three teachers in the eyes, Yeah, and you know that they're judging you. Um, yeah. Yeah. It's totally, I don't know, I think it's more stressful than doing a recital, because it's not that you are singing for an audience of like parents and friends and you know people who want to come listen you are you are singing for teachers who know what they're listening for and are staring at you and aren't allowed to give anything away so so i guess that's dumb i guess your juries are literally the same thing as mine you guys just break them up and do them twice instead yeah, yeah. pretty much yeah pretty much yeah. and i remember yeah. ours yeah, I think my worst jury, it was simply because I was trying to stare out the window because we were on a ground level room and someone got attacked by a goose outside the window while I was singing during my jury. <laughs> was it the goose that stands outside the front door of the music department at our old uni? Yeah, like that goose that P kept chasing people. We had a goose problem. Like we had a literal goose problem because it kept attacking people. <laughs> Hyunk, hyunk, M goose. <laughs> oh. 
Oh yeah. my goodness. I think my worst jury was in my last year at my last university as my teacher accidentally gave the pianist the wrong key for my song, for my piece. Mm-hmm. Um, I was singing a piece that you can sing in both high soprano or mezzo soprano. And most art songs are the, like that. Sorry. <laughs> well, yeah. Well, especially when they come from the like standard. Yeah, the standard vocal literature. Slash, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Mezzo, yeah. The standard. Yeah. But yeah, uh, the pianist played it in the higher key and I was not prepared and I felt so bad. I was like, what is wrong with me? Why can't I sing this? I've sung it a thousand times. And then I hit the last note and I was like, wait, this isn't the right key. At the last note? Yeah. (laughs) I mean, I feel like sometimes the high notes are where you're like, where you really realize that it's in the wrong key because you know how sometimes based on how warmed up you are how your voice is feeling that day things can feel higher or lower in your voice yeah so you might start the piece and feel like hmm, this feels a little higher but maybe i'm just having one of those days Mm -hmm. but then when you get to the high note or the big note at the end that's when you realize nope something's wrong Yeah. This is not supposed to be this difficult. (laughs) Yeah. Or or the reverse. This is not supposed to be this easy, which has happened to me, where I was singing it a third bullet. It was already a low piece, except for the high notes. Uh, And then uh, (laughs) I was singing it a third below, and then I got to the high note, and it was a breeze. And I immediately stopped. I was like, this is wrong. Something's wrong. (laughs) This is too easy. Yeah. And it's also when adrenaline kicks in, nothing, your voice doesn't feel the same. Same thing like when you're too warm, your voice feels different as to when you're cold. And it's all so confusing and the little things just totally throw you. So when you're put in a stressful situation, you just kind of assume it's because of the stress that you're feeling different. Oh, I'll clarify. I did not stop in the middle of a jury and yell, this is wrong. (laughs) That was in a studio class where I was performing for my studio mates where it was not, where it was the third below. I would never stop in the middle of a jury and yell, (laughs) this is wrong. Uh, Oh, God, could you imagine? Oh, my God. I think I would cry. Yeah. I mean... And I guess, yeah, your jury, because you had to hand them the music as opposed to the other situation where where the companist brought her own copy in that, like, it would have been your own, own fault if you brought the the wrong key in or no. Yeah. Or no. I was shocked yeah. because it was my vocal coach who had given the pianist all of the music. Yeah. Um, and I had offered, and I did bring my binder yeah. with all my music in it, um, just in case as a precautionary thing. And she ended up needing it because she was playing in the wrong key, which was terrifying for me. Yeah. Fortunately, my teacher let the other jury panel professors know that she gave the accompanist the wrong key and it was, it was not on me. So they allowed me to sing it again. But by yeah. that point, I just wanted to go home and cry. Because, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah, it's like your final, right? Mm-hmm. And yeah. You work all semester towards being able to do this and to sing them properly and to really grow technique-wise and vocally. And it just, it's not a fun time when you mess up to a degree where you're like, I'm done, I want to go home. Yeah, it feels like you were given the wrong sheet. At, like you 
studied so hard for your final that they give you the wrong sheet at, to write your <laughs> for exam a different on. subject. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Walked in to take my history final. Joke's on me. It's math. Well, and so, you know, different people have different levels of anxiety in terms yeah. of uh, performance. Some people find it not difficult at all. Other people find it incredibly difficult. I've said before, I wanted to pee, throw up, and pass out all at the same time before my audition, as well as cry. Pavarotti was known to throw up before every performance. Oh my god. Yeah, like the famous Pavarotti, so well known, perfect technique, all that stuff, he used to throw up before every performance. That's crazy. Uh, yeah. Yeah. And so it just becomes a matter of managing stress and finding out what works best for you. Yeah. um, And and understanding what it is that really happens to you. Yeah. Yeah. Because I, one thing I am grateful for my body's response is I have a very delayed stress response. Like people will ask me a week before, like, are you worried about the concert? And I say, no, I've practiced, like, it'll be fine. And then the day of, like, when I walk in and I'm getting ready, that's when it slowly starts to seep in. (laughs) Mm. that I'm that I'm getting a bit of a strange stage fright but I've never I don't know I've never been someone who's had uncontrollable stage fright but I've also been kind of doing I guess I have been performing my whole life because I used I did piano recitals throughout my childhood so I think that helped a lot I think that it depends on the performance so with so I've done theater for most of my life I did a lot of acting Mm-hmm. And that I was never really stressed. Like I had a little bit of nerves, but I was generally pretty confident going in, no problems. When I started singing, I was feeling much more nerves because it feels like such a vulnerable part of you, something that's, you know, genuine, genuinely a part of you that you're putting out into the world um, for people to judge. And so I got a bit more nervous. And then once I'd started doing that for a while, I felt a bit better about anything that wasn't classical singing. So musical theater, pop, that kind of stuff, no problem. Super easy. Didn't make me stressed out to sing it. As soon as you get into the classical world, singing arias and art song, my God. Oh, God. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no. The anxiety. (laughs) No, I I totally get that. Yeah, for me, it's it's classical music is definitely the thing I get the most nervous of. And it's right now, it's like the thing that I really want to be so good at. And I think that's why is because the stakes feel like they're higher. Every time I perform classical music, I feel like it's another chance that I have to prove to people that I am worth being where I am and that I've grown and that my voice is technically where it should be and that I'm, you know, this incredible opera singer, even when I don't feel like it. Um, And I feel like it it definitely becomes life or death in my own mind uh, for my anxiety because it's the career path that I want to take. So Mm -hmm. if a performance goes badly, it's so easy to fall into it and be like, oh, well, it went badly, therefore I suck, therefore I could never do this as my career, how could I think that? Obviously there are ways to cope with that, like therapy. Yeah, and there are things that you can, you know, practice before uh, performing that kind of become more habitual, that kind of calm you down beforehand. I was doing an offer last year that was quite stressful. And so they actually brought in therapists to discuss with us and, and help us out. 
And the therapists uh, actually at one point were talking about anxiety and performing. And they were asking us what our different anxieties are, what we experience. And people were talking about, oh, you know, a little bit of lightheadedness, some nausea, needing to pee, different things like that. And then they were saying the whole time that that's very normal. Don't worry about it. It's totally fine. Everyone feels like that. And then I go, oh, yeah, when I used to play piano briefly and I went in to do my performance, my hands were shaking so much that I couldn't find the right keys. And then he's like, that is a little more extreme. You might want (laughs) to, you might want to see if you can find some ways to like calm that down. That's a little bit more intense. And I was like, oh, okay. I guess I'm not like everybody else. (laughs) Oh my my God. Yeah, not relatable. (laughs) Not like other girls. I (laughs) shake when I play the piano. (laughs) I shake in general. Anytime I'm done doing something stressful, I look at my hands and I like, I'm like literally trembling. Yeah. Oh, I feel that. Yeah, they're like, she's a great singer, but why is she shimmying? <laughs> <laughs> Just shimmering, shimmying on stage, shimmering. Um, both. Yes. You can do both. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just wear a dress that makes it look like you're shimmering when you're actually yeah. just shaking out of fear. Yes. Yeah. Like, why is she shaking like a leaf? Uh, <laughs> no, that's the sparkles. Yeah. Just the shimmer. I just really need to tell. show up the sparkle, Yeah. <laughs> Oh my goodness. I have found that a lot of musicians that I know tend to be on the anxious side or struggle with mental health issues, which is nice to know that I'm not alone in the profession because a lot of artists seem to have anxiety, Um, depression, (laughs) a bunch of different stuff. Uh, Actually, I read a paper recently talking about the different reasons why being a musician can be more stressful. So in terms of, first of all, the fact that our career is so heavily critiqued by other people, Mm -hmm. you know, the fact that we're literally, our art form is meant to be put out and then for people to critique. Mm -hmm. But on top of that, we inherently isolate ourselves through our career In, in terms of being in practice rooms, most of the time and all the, and being in rehearsals all the time and not having time to go out and socialize and, and experience life more than other people. Like we're trapped within our form, art form, without, within our form, within our art, form. our physical <laughs> earthly <laughs> forms. Yes. <laughs> um, and so as a result of that, we are isolated and that can result in more depression and anxiety and, and things like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And I feel like it's almost like a cycle that kind of feeds itself because I feel like when you are someone who's, you know, sometimes struggling, you turn to art, you know, and art is what gets people through a lot. And eventually the people with more creative types who turn to art tend to want to create art in their own turn. So I think it's also we are drawn to these kinds of careers. But again, it's such a vulnerable spot to put yourself in. Stage. And as a singer, I feel, I mean, not that playing instrument is like an intimate, vulnerable, emotional experience, but the fact that it's your voice and it's your own sound as a 
person. You can't go out and buy a new one. You can't do anything to change what you got. It's literally physically a part of you. And you do have, you do make and create and shape the instrument as it develops, but you can't change what it fundamentally is. Yeah. yeah. Well, like, you know, with uh, violinists, they can go buy, uh, if they can, if I mean, violins are incredibly expensive, but people judge the quality of the sound of the violin based on its brand as well. Mm-hmm. You know, like Stradivarius violins, is that what they're called? Stradivarius? Yeah, Stradivarius, yeah those are like the top 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 violins and you can genuinely tell the difference in quality of sound yeah, you know opposed to buying a cheapie off amazon <laughs> yeah like based on that like people as they progress they can get better violins with better quality maybe not as various as are insanely expensive but you know what i mean you can progress and get a better quality violin and like a lot of it is based on your technique and your hard work but that there is that little touch to it whereas your voice box your voice is there that's all you got you can improve it through your technique but that's it yeah yeah can't take it out can't put it away it's with you all day every day your entire life you know and if you break a violin if you have the money you can go and buy another one if you break your body go to the doctor (laughs) you only have one of them yeah i think universities like to try and help their students with dealing with anxiety, stress, um, and balancing school and practical life as well by bringing counselors and sometimes they bring the emotional support dogs. Um, Oh, the emotional support dogs. They're so cute. I love them. Mm -hmm. But other than that, I just feel like I feel like there's a lack of understanding of stress within more academic type programs, Uh, knowing some people who are not in music. I think that schools do a lot to help with stress. However, I feel like there's still more that can be done. And that's one thing that I was disappointed with when COVID hit was we had anxiety and performance anxiety workshops coming to our university, so do you remember? No. No? Oh, it was supposed to be during COVID. Oh, right. That, and um, it, the singer, it's for, like, musicians and singers. Sorry, I totally remember now that, because it got canceled. That's why I didn't remember it. Yeah. It's such a personal thing to learn how to manage your own anxieties and stress, you know, whether it be just stage frights or general feeling anxious about performances. Do you guys have, like, a pre-performance ritual you like to do or certain things you feel like you need to do before you're you have sorry need to do before you get on stage cry oh okay (laughs) (laughs) no i don't pee okay drink make sure you feed yeah make sure you're hydrated it's a vicious cycle (laughs) be hydrated don't dry out your vocal cords but also make sure you don't need to pee, but make sure you're hydrated, but make sure you don't need to pee, but make sure you're hydrated, but don't make sure pee. you don't need to pee. Make sure you get your eight cups of water a day and do it mostly in the morning, several hours before your performance. <laughs> yes. I like to do, I have a little routine um, that I came up with my first university teacher before my lessons or before any time I was performing which is I go on a little walk 
depending on if I know when I'm performing. Obviously, if I don't, I will pace and people will think I look weird, mm -hmm. but it's fine. It helps. I walk for about five minutes and then I do some light stretching and then I do, it looks very strange when I'm in a gown, but I do these weird things that I call lobe squats. Mm -hmm. So you cross your arms over your body and you hold your earlobes with the opposite hands because it stimulates the brain in a similar way that um, tapping on the opposite sides of your body does which is another, which is an anxiety coping mechanism. Mm -hmm. So it simulates that when you cross your arms, it crosses the wires of your brain and you're holding on to your earlobes and then you do squats like that mm -hmm. because it focuses your mind, it focuses your body rather than being stuck in your mind. It gets you yeah. right into your body, how you're feeling physically. And then, you know, I do breath work after yeah. that until I am either ready to go on stage or if I've done that and I know that I'm going on stage at some point soon, run through my music, look through my stuff, make sure I have everything good to go. Yeah, for me, I need to feel in no way rushed in like my getting dressed, you know? If I feel rushed in doing like makeup, hair, anything, cause that's very much for me like putting the performance, I don't know, I guess putting almost like the persona on is you put on your war paint <laughs> before you get out there. And I like to dance before I perform. That's what I find it helps me. It's like, cause I get a little jittery and if I get in my own head, I can kind of psych myself out. But if you just blast music and dance, it kind of takes that away. And I need to be very careful about what I eat on the day I'm performing because I have a bad stomach and I'm someone who has some abdominal pain sometimes so it's not fun <laughs> to be really careful and there's nothing worse than like trying to sing when you feel like you are just just gross eat healthy you know before your performances <laughs> one thing that really happens to me is that I start I don't hyperventilate but I become short of breath in a way like I feel like I'm taking very shallow breaths which is the exact opposite of what you want when you're singing opera and I just feel like everything is rising into my chest. So a big thing I'll do is I'll make sure to take deep, low breaths mm -hmm. slowly to reset. Sometimes I'll do that thing where you do two quick inhales through the nose and one out through the mouth. I think it's that. that's how it is. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And that resets your breath. And then I do slow, deep breaths. That helps calm the anxiety and connects me to my breath. And then... Yeah, I'm not someone that can really sit down. I have to be releasing some of that energy by walking just a bit. So yeah. yeah. Yeah, I feel that. I find that I, if I don't have my routine or if I forget to do my 10-minute routine before, I will feel like I'm going to die. Especially when you walk out and you see the lights and they're shining and you just, you're standing there in front of everybody and suddenly you're like, <gasps> I can't breathe. It's not fun. I feel like... Once I get on stage, I kick into performance mode yeah. and I might black out a little bit, but I'm not as anxious anymore. Yeah. <laughs> like I feel I'm just that. focused on what I'm doing. Yeah. And focused on thinking like, okay, this is what I'm supposed to be doing here. These are the words. Don't forget the words. Act. Look sad. <laughs> and <laughs> So I'm focused on those things so I don't have time to feel anxious anymore. 
it's yeah. just the wait before that makes makes me anxious yeah because mm. that's the worst part because that's the part where your brain starts to run through all the things that like what if something happens like what if a light falls off the stage and hits me in the head like you never know or what if what? i just collapse what if my dress falls off like randomly during your performance so many things could go wrong but when you're on stage it's just that calm hits you the adrenaline kicks in and your brain and your body go i know what i'm doing let's go <laughs> weirdly one of my biggest sources of anxiety is that i don't remember the bowing slash curtsying pattern we have to go out yeah. because i still don't remember i ask my accompanist or my pianist every time before yeah. i go out i'm like Dude, I'm not gonna say his name. <laughs> what are we supposed to do? I can't remember. Yeah. Do you, I think it's that I walk out first and he follows me, and then we bow together, and then we start, and then we finish, and then I bow by myself, and then I gesture to the pianist, and we bow together, and then I walk out first and he follows. And that is the most stress, one of the most stressful parts of this entire thing for me <laughs> is remembering the order and I still do it wrong almost every time. <laughs> I don't do the blackout, this is like blackout, game on, it's ready to go until I, after the bow, and then I breathe in and then, like, because I obviously walk out, you see everything, right? Yeah. Get in your place, do the bow thing, which I also do wrong every single time. Look down at my feet, breathe out, breathe in, look up, the accompanist starts, and it's just like game on immediately. And then I don't remember anything ever because I like truly black out during my performances. It's not the greatest thing for me. Oh, I don't. I don't black out. Like I've had definitely had performances where I have blacked out and just forgotten it, like especially my earlier ones. But in recent history, I, I remember them because that was something I wanted to challenge myself to do was a lot of the times, because I was just like really nervous when I first started singing classically, is I would literally just stare into the lights and let them blind me. <laughs> <laughs> and so I actually started like looking at people and trying to be really present in my performances, because I think that carries it better. If you're not just like going through the checklist, but you're like, okay, my muscle memory knows what it needs to do. Now I'm in performance. Now I'm present. Now I'm communicating. Now I am have everything together, you know? I gotta trust that everything that I've been practicing is doing what it's been consistently doing for however long. Yeah. Yeah. One of my problems is that I, I have been told many times I have a very expressive face. Mm. I'm also very judgmental of myself. You could just imagine mm -hmm. what happens when I'm performing or even in my lessons, like I'll just be singing and then I'll do something wrong and like my face will con contort into this judgmental face. And then my teacher's like, stop it. <laughs> stop showing it. Just yeah. pretend like it didn't happen. And like that's something I genuinely have to practice is pretending like nothing happened. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. That is a huge struggle. Yeah. Gotta practice with the mirror. Oh, it's the worst, oh, but God. it helps. <laughs> your best oh. friend and your worst enemy. Yourself. <laughs> <laughs> it's me. <laughs> yeah. My my teacher sometimes puts her iPad in front of me. Yeah. And makes me look at myself while I'm singing. 
Mm. Yeah. <laughs> like I don't want to. She's like you have to. Yeah. <laughs> That's how this works. <laughs> Fix it. Yeah. You have to look into your own eyes and see the truth. <laughs> <laughs> Recognize your failures. Yeah. I also have a problem with the expressive face. And sometimes no matter how much you practice, not not letting it show. I've definitely had songs where I've sung them for my teacher and she goes, I know you're kind of getting sick of the song. She goes, but don't show it. You look miserable. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's something that I feel like most singers have to work on is not judging themselves in the middle of singing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because yeah. once you start judging yourself, it kind of goes downhill. And then yeah. you just get more stressed. You get in the way of yourself. Yeah. You know, when you get stressed out, you tense things that you shouldn't be tensing and you start panicking and overthinking and everything stops working and then it just craps out. But, you know, if you focus and you genuinely force yourself to focus on other things, then you are able to push through a lot of the times. Mm -hmm. I know that I also have a bad habit of looking either really far up or at the floor instead Mm -hmm. of looking out. Yeah. You know, yeah. I always find it hard to gauge where to look depending on where I'm singing because I can't tell always if I'm looking too high or too low. And especially digitally, Mm -hmm. they say to look only three inches above your camera so that it almost looks like you're looking at the camera, but that it also looks like you're looking at the camera. You're not like staring into the souls of the people watching. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, well, isn't that called like the kiss of death when you're filming? And you're just staring directly into the camera. Yeah. I don't know. I think you pick yeah. one audience member, make eye contact, and don't blink. No. <laughs> yeah, no. You're That's supposed you. to look above their heads. That's you in all of my performances, So I always stare directly at you. Good. That's not entirely incorrect, though. You look when for I'm your performing, friends sometimes, yeah. Yeah, I look for my friends briefly, like, scanning the crowd to make it look like I'm seeing the scene that's a lie I'm trying to look for my friends yeah (laughs) I can't if I find my friends or my family I'll start laughing oh no (laughs) like especially if it's like a funny thing and I find them I'll start laughing there's no way I can't I can't do it yeah for me specifically if I see my sister I'm I'm gonna start laughing (laughs) all right guys uh how do you handle the other stresses of school? You know, when you've got all the yeah. stuff with performances piling on and you made a noise. You look incredibly displeased with me. I don't know what to do. <laughs> I, I was going to say, I don't know if I do. <laughs> I don't know if I do handle the stress. <laughs> yeah. So uh, if anyone listening knows, please send us tips. This is, this is the cry for help. Oh, please. We're not please. here to give you advice. We're asking you. <laughs> this is not a helpful podcast. This is, a help us podcast. Self help? No, no, no. More like help us. Help us. Help it's, self. It's like a charity. Help <laughs> it's not self help. It's help self. Help what? self. <laughs> it's not self help. It's help self. It's not self help. It's send help. There you go. Yes. <laughs> we got there. <laughs> oh my goodness. I don't either. <laughs> I just sleep a lot. I cry and I sleep and I try my best to stay on top of things for the most part but 
there are days when it is so hard to turn on that Zoom call, <laughs> which sounds so ridiculous, but there are days when I wake up for class and I just want to go back to bed, but I turn on the Zoom call and I listen to it. Whenever mm. I hear that, I just almost, I'm like, remember when we had to physically get up and go yeah. to school? <laughs> Don't remind me. Yeah. I still have to do that. Mm. Oh, yeah. Sucks. <laughs> no. Oh, sucks. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Yeah. At least you get the... to leave your house. <laughs> yeah. I'm also really excited. Well, I'm also, I am very excited to go back to physical school for my one class that I get to go to physical school for. Yeah. I don't know. I don't think online compares to physical in any way. No. In any way. I mean, I guess in some ways, but not enough. On this very lost note, uh, <laughs> that's all we have for you today. All right, guys. Thank you so much for listening. Uh, you can find us pretty much anywhere that you wish to listen to podcasts, including Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and SoundCloud. And you can find all of those on our card site, on our social media, uh, including Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, TikTok, under Classical Baddies. You can find our card site at classicalbaddies.card.co, which will leave you links to all of our social media and everywhere you can stream us. Don't forget to rate us on Apple Podcasts as it really helps us spread the word of Classical Baddies. And maybe if you like us enough, you can share us with your friends. Or give us a follow. Woo! All right. Well, thanks so much for tuning in this week and hope to catch you next week. All right. Bye. Bye.